I kind of don't know how to feel about this. This is the Rich Eisen Show. But my quarterback, Scott Trucoat, you said we would have a deal, and you said if we sat here, we would have a deal. I, this is my deal. The Rich Eisen Show. You're talking in circles. You're talking like we didn't go over this already. Earlier on the show, Super Bowl winning head coach, Doug Peterson. Coming up, ESPN college basketball analyst, Dick Vitale. Plus, from the new FX drama breeders, actor Martin Freeman. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All righty, everybody. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're here in Los Angeles, California. We have not one but two March Madness first round games. The uh, tournament has tipped off in the state of Indiana. And uh, as we're on the air, uh, Virginia Tech in Florida, it's a four-point game. Virginia Tech, a four-point lead. And Colgate on top of Arkansas, 14-12. Matriculating our way to Drexel and Illinois tipping off. And then Utah State. And Texas State, if you're just joining us, if you're just surfing into our program, welcome. Chris Brockman, uh, Mike Del Tufo in their spots. Mike Del Tufo celebrating his 55th birthday today. Good to see you, Mikey Del Tufo. Thank you, boy, Mike. And uh, TJ Jefferson, my social media grandmaster. We are lockstep, the two of us, in uh, in case you just missed it, the end of uh, the last hour. uh, Chris Brockman saying he missed the first four games last night, including the... uh, (laughs) Exciting finish between UCLA and MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Um, and he was too busy watching LaMelo take on the Lakers for the first time. Then I don't even want to tell you what I was watching last night. <laughs> what were you watching last night? Did it have to do with somebody named Ms. Tweed or something like that? <laughs> I mean, was it Cinemax? Like, after dark? <laughs> like, it's not like that, though, it was, right? It was, it was, it was kind of after dark. It was Temptation Island. I was getting oh, caught up oh, on Temptation geez. Island. What's happening on this show? What happens? I mean, you have a job to do here, to talk sports, to be knowledgeable, to sit here and not just with your, you know, beautiful smiling face, but also to root for your ridiculous number of teams that you root for that we went over yesterday. By the way, that was one of our most popular videos oh, yeah. yesterday yeah, and by the on way, our Twitter you, handle at Rich Eisen Show. Funny. If you read the comments on Twitter and YouTube. They think you're all fair weather. No, no, no. Okay. Most people are in agreement. What? Like, uh, Dude, I read a lot of comments, especially on YouTube, that people are like, "That's not that weird," and people okay. would list out their teams. Let me just so, run, that is let me just run weird. through this too, because we kind of hit this uh, and moved on a little bit yesterday. Um, T.J. Jefferson from Altoona, Pennsylvania, is a fan of Florida State, Penn State, Duke, Penguins, and hockey, uh, Georgetown as well in college. Mm-hmm. Um, professional football, you're just a Cowboy fan. You right. just leave it at that. I only got enough uh, you're a Met fan yes. in baseball, and then Clippers and Sixers in basketball, a little East-West Coast rivalry within your own NBA heart right there. And um, and we, you know, I, I, I don't have enough emotional capital in my body for that sort of thing. I mentioned that on the our Twitter feed as I retweeted our video of our conversation mm-hmm. yesterday where we took you to task. Did you know? For having, yes, we did. Because I don't know that you did. I, I don't have enough much emotional capital for all those teams. And somebody responded, well, you're a Jet fan, so that takes up all your emotional capital. And I'm like, that kind of makes response. some sense. <laughs> that makes some sense. But I just don't know. I just don't have that, like, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that if I'm in multiple fantasy leagues, it gets a little bit too confusing to me. Well, you're you know? rooting for the whole league. You know what I mean? Like, so he's just rooting for the entire sports world. And unfortunately for him, last few years, Duke is the only one covering a base for him. 
right? Maybe I just love sports now, more than the rest of you. You, you, you ever think about that? You kind of <laughs> yeah. okay. clap back at me about, well, Jameis won for Florida State. Okay, True. got it, right? And you're like, because what brought up was you're fist pumping for Georgetown. That's when we had Clark Kellogg on yesterday saying that he thinks that they're going to outplay their 12 seed. And so uh, the reason why I think many people were in support of you is the way that we termed the video and we tweeted it out at Rich Eisen Show is like, do you know somebody who has, who likes 10 teams, swears they're a diehard of all of them? And I think the answer is yes. A lot of people know that person. Or and maybe it's not as weird as you try to, you guys try to make it out. Chris, make. it is weird, right? It's super weird, man. Why you're is that weird? Because you're, you're from all... a state that has teams in every sport, multiple. That's okay. Why and ca- who's that's my why favorite basketball team? That's the team that's in the state, Philly. correct? But, yeah, but that's, one, that's one out of ten. That's ten percent. And of who's your my team. favorite hockey team? The team that's in the state. Who's my favorite college football team? The team that's in the state. Right. That's what you normally. Okay. So now there's normally three. when you state that, that's all that's you. That's, that's all you got. That's the yeah. end of the list. You're done. That's three sports right there. No, but what I'm saying is you've added Florida State to the football part of Duke. Penn State. Okay, so you added, you added Duke. Yes. Then you added Duke to yes. your portfolio, mm-hmm. and then you add to the portfolio um, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, because and I live in add- Los Angeles. So again, I, a, a state or a city that I live in and a team that I root for, and yet nobody gives me credit for that. Like I, yeah, like, but this I, argument I, is so weird. I've been having this argument my entire life, and it really <laughs> irks the heck out of me. Just because you're from a little... So if that was the case in everyone, the Ooh. city, the little hut that you were born in, you stay there, you marry your third cousin, and, and then you <laughs> wow. just keep Whoa. repopulating, and then oh, you should wow. never leave your city, Whoa. you should never leave your state, Whoa. and you should just live there and like what's in front DJ, of you. None and Never None of us live. We're in the state that we're from, and we but we still yeah, root all, for those teams. We're all carpet. First of all, you you're baggers. not even from a, you're from Alaska, so uh, no, I'm no. actually from Pennsylvania. All right, then. So you fall into this category. Is your favorite team the Pirates? No, it's the Red Sox. No, hold on a were second. Were you born in Boston? No, no but no. Your, as your point is though, is that everyone has a journey. I mean, he he's hey. a he's a military brat, right? I mean, you're a Coast Guard, uh, yeah. son of a Coast Guard. I moved to Maine in the early nineties. He's a Boston guy, but he still but he still he still decided one town that he he got to you know he's just going to stick with one town mm-hmm. you have now like i moved to los angeles in 03 i think my reputation of despising the owner of the new york knicks is now well known to the point where it's become a co- a couple of times difficult for liz Wailed of uh the rich eisen show operation who handles celebrity bookings it's even come down to like hey <laughs> Are you going to bring up Dolan to this Nick fan that's coming on to talk about his or her movie or TV show? Because Look, Rich, we they kind of got, you know, like, exactly. <laughs> like, so my reputation is now even affecting, on occasion, the booking of the show. I moved out here. I'm, I'll take my kids to a Laker and Clipper game, but I'm not going to adopt one of them as my emotional capital sports teams. You know, like, I'm, I, I, I don't know. That's why we're, we're different. Mm-hmm. I think you're weird. <laughs> you think I'm 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 clearly touching a nerve with you with your mention of I don't know where third cousin came got, from. It's the whole point uh, of like hot, if you're like, from like this, somebody's provin- provincial love. If you're from here, then you got to root for this team. That 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 argument that just Seinfeld, never set. Seinfeld's well. joke has always been that fans root for the laundry. You know what I mean? Like they don't 
root for the player, like just root for the laundry. It, sports is provincial. I mean, that's that's it. Like you're talking about our hometown team that goes out and represents the city in a way that makes you puff out your chest because we are a champion. We know how to get it done. We know how to compete. We know how to win. We know how to be better than you. And so you now are saying, correct, but I kind of think the same thing about this town too that I've just moved into. Right, uh, right. Our issue isn't with you kind of cherry picking, you know, not where you're from. That's totally fine. Our issue is like three teams per sport. Really? (laughs) Not that you live here. I I realize that math isn't your strong suit, but I don't know. Not one of those sports where there were three teams. So, well, no, three college College teams. Both college teams, because, you know, you did pick two basketball schools and two football schools. That's what they'd be known as. Okay, you know so I mean? where's the third? No, no, so, but technically that's three. I mean, four is more Duke, than Florida three. Florida State, Penn State, that's three. One, two, three. You know what I mean? Those are two different sports. Yeah, but see, but what happens wait, wait, wait. if Duke actually has a great football team? You're gonna, you're gonna. See, root I, for I'm team. not gonna root for Duke football. No, yeah, you know. <laughs> here's the other thing I think <laughs> that you can't see. This is thing weird. Is, is like here's another thing that annoys me about this. Here's another thing that annoys me about this. It's like I'm someone who like like Michael Smith said yesterday, yes. and I'm sure there are many fans like this. You find a moment, you find a person yes. that draws you to that team, that attracts you to the team, that makes you want to root for that team. All right. The thing is, this dude on Twitter yesterday said, oh, Fairweather fan. First of all, Jabroni, none of those teams have won anything recently. You know, so I don't know where you're, you're getting the fair. He's probably living in a hut with his third cousin. I, I, I don't know where the Fairweather thing comes <laughs> in. No, and no, no, secondly, no. that shows another thing. That shows, one, that I'm loyal, and two, that That's I true. don't leave a team that w- when times get hard that I stick with them. That's so, true. This That's is normal, true. TJ. I don't have a, a college football team. I have a basketball team. Mm-hmm. I like what do you mean you have a college football team? Mike, what are you Seton talking Hall? about? Seton Hall. Notre Dame is, Seton Hall doesn't have a college football team. Right. I leave. I then can make allegiance yes, you to have a another team. Out. You've got a carve-out. Exactly. In your, in your contract. My you sister goes to Notre Dame in the 70s. I become, with my father and my family, Notre Dame. Yes. My nephew goes. I now love Notre Dame. I'm allowed to like Notre Dame for that reason. If Seton Hall had a football team and I graduated from Seton Hall... You'd make fun of me. You'd make fun. You'd all make fun of me because I didn't cheer for my football team. But at the end of the day, I've been a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. I've been no football team fan in my life until the Rams, which I officially have taken on. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. Because you're paying. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm a Notre Dame and I'm a Seton Hall fan. At the end of the day, those are my four teams. I don't. You, if you start picking, oh, I like this team because they were good in, in this. Like, I was a Mets fan for a day when I watched them win the World Series in and 1986. And you created the K-Corner. When I created, after I created the K-Corner. But that's, <laughs> you're allowed to do that, in theory. Just, ima- just imagine if I was a Lakers fan, a Red Sox fan, a Patriots fan, a fan of a teams that all won. Then that would be a conversation no, worth the having. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. And then here's the difference. Okay, let me just put a, a, a fine point on this. I'm not calling you lame. Well, no, you never said that because I'm, I'm not. not. No, <laughs> no, I'm not calling you a lame sports fan or a weak sports fan or a fair weather sports fan. I'm calling you weird. Right. Yeah, You're weird. Yeah. I'll accept You're weird. that. You're weird. You're yeah, weird. We're not making it's... fun of you. We're just we just think it's strange. That's you know that's fine. exactly yeah, that's right. Fine, you know? Exactly yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And and you know uh, like I can always. Wait, well, you are diehard for all of those teams, you are. which you is are. 
which you know is deserving of respect. We respect you for that. Yes, I do respect you yeah. for that. You could have just said this for yesterday now. for like thirty seconds, and we wouldn't have to. <laughs> no, no, no. Going down this path, just weird. So, <laughs> of making so, me call to the jabroni on TV. Florida, <laughs> Florida State versus Penn State for the national championship. Who? who what, what happens in football? Yeah, Penn State. Okay, Duke versus Georgetown. Who wins? Who, who am I rooting it, for? Yeah, Hoya. Paranoia. Okay, so then we now we're finding out who's yeah, like, the like order. Clippers Sixers in yeah, the finals. Yeah, what happens? Yeah. At, which, by the way, could really happen this year. <sighs> okay, I, and I've had to answer this question a lot. Here's what happens: I'm rooting for a seven-game series. Stop it. From now on, I, that's it. It's all about the, the Larry OB because one of my teams is going to win. So <laughs> even when I lose, I win. So <laughs> so uh-huh. who are you rooting for? I don't know that one, man. That uh, one's tough. Boy, and that is gives you again two windows into my points, and then we'll finish it here. Two windows into my points. One, weird. <laughs> okay, weird. It's weird until it guy happens. Guy from Pennsylvania who loves Dr. J and loves the Sixers and loves all of that mm-hmm. is totally taken torn, torn, yeah, by of all people of all teams. Clippers. The Clippers. If you guys knew. Weird. Weird. <laughs> the and amount all, of time I spent weird. in Staples and Center. Two, and two, and two, I don't have the emotional capital. I would rather just root for one team, and if they make it, it's the ultimate thing. It's the greatest thing of all time. I don't want, I, I can't, I can't, it's just, I don't have that space. I don't, I don't have the space. <laughs> I got enough room can't to take it. them all on, man. My, emo- my emotions are open. Okay. God weird. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, All right, I don't even have time for four downs. We went down that one. I want to be on time for Dick Vitale. So uh, there's all of that. What's our poll question? Did we ever come up with one today, Chris? Oh, well, I put out the one about the battle. I'm getting killed on that one. Which one? More worthy of watching last of night. you're weird. You <laughs> is weird. UCLA-Michigan State play-in game that doesn't matter or LaMelo's first game against LeBron. It's 82-18 right it's now. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you people? I voted Come with you, Brockman. Come on, man. Yeah, Thanks, Mike. I just voted with Brockman. Help Come on, man. All right, who, who's more weird, me for watching that or TJ for all the teams he likes? Wow. wow. Or maybe Brockman for being a diehard Bachelor fan and always talking about it. Have you day. just admitted to no. watching Temptation Island? That was one time no, I've no, mentioned no, it. No, you no, watch. No. You are. You will skip sports to watch The Bachelor. Factual. Best show on TV. There. Okay. So oh. what's more weird than that? Let's put that as a. Well, as I mean, a it depends on the sporting event. Is it game 43 of the Los Angeles Lakers season? He went- Which is what? It's so special because some kid that you never saw play. <laughs> some was, kid who's looking at the he was, in like, he was in Latvia like two years ago. Wow. If it were Kuchaka, the Lakers. He's, he's playing basketball on the risk board two years ago. We got to see him because he's Lonzo's <laughs> younger brother and LeVar's second of three potential NBA playing kids. And he's, I you know. If it were the Lakers. Oh, he's Celtics. also rookie of the year. If it were Lakers Celtics against The Bachelor, he'd watch The Bachelor. I'm telling you. No way. No shot. No shot at that. Rich? No, there's a pecking order. It's nuanced. It's nuanced. That's the problem I have with poll questions. That's the problem I have with with our industry is that somebody on the right side of the screen is going to (laughs) tell someone on the left side of the screen, they suck, they're stupid, their point of view is Is that what you just did for five minutes to me? Your point of view stinks. No. (laughs) That is basically what just happened. No, I did not. You guys on the right telling me that I suck. 
and that was weird. The nuance is that you're weird and you suck, and that <laughs> and that you're a fair weather fan, and that you're a fair weather fan. No, I'm pointing out that you do have at least an emotional tie, either provincial or a, a personal storyline about all this. You're a Georgetown fan because I learned yesterday your grandmother, who you adored, loved you know Patrick Ewing, mm -hmm. and your love of Ewing comes from her love of Ewing, and I totally get that. But then I don't understand why you got to then throw Duke on top of it. I just explained because Grant Hill's dad played for your favorite football team. Yes, that you also don't that why. you can actually stick is with one did allegiance. You, did you ever watch like, Grant Hill weird. play basketball? He was phenomenal, and we were the same age, and so I followed him, and I followed him to Duke. And personally, who better to add, do we use real estate on this with Dick Vitale? Absolutely, because he's a Tampa guy. He's like raise or die. Yeah, you know, every team. like he's he's given he's given Derek Jeter crap on Twitter because he's a Tampa fan <laughs> and he's sitting with ten other people pre-pandemic in the stands. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not sitting there going, but oh, when I lived in Detroit, I'm a big Tiger fan and I still follow him. All right, <laughs> all right, can't stop, won't stop. You be you. He's oh, being be. him. Coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show, we'll check out what's going on on March Madness on the court and in Dick Vitale's brain. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. The show eight four four two zero four eight is the number to dial here on our radio program. March Madness tipping off. West uh, Virginia Tech beating Florida by seven at the. By the way, pardon me. 
<laughs> Matt's not my strong suit of more verbal. Six at the half. <laughs> Colgate, a double-digit lead up 33-19 on Arkansas right now. That's bad. And uh, take a snapshot of this, Drexel fans. You're up on Illinois right now, 5-4. The game is uh, <laughs> heading to the 15-minute mark. We got three March Madness games, the first four last night. And here to talk about it is uh, our Hall of Fame friend, Dick Vitale from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. How are you, Dickie V? I'm doing really well, boy. I tell you, shocked the heck out of me with that score in Colgate. I mean, I know Colgate only lost one game, but they played in the Patriot League, and a lot of people didn't think they'd be able to play with the Razorbacks. That is unbelievable. This is amazing. This is what I love about the tournament. I know (laughs) big schools with a top three seed don't like hearing that, but this is what it's all about, right? Is Is that kids who aren't highly recruited or getting their shot against the big boys in a in a in a bracket that the entire country is focused on this is what it's all about dick you yeah know? you just gotta keep your eyes rich on uh, winthrop versus villanova keep your eyes also on ohio university we're virginia tomorrow i'm telling you that's why i felt really the night with the selection it's every year let's face it they they try and do a great job the committee but it's every year there's one or two teams you say really got a raw deal and this year as when i was on selection show or this morning i was on i was on Stephen a smith the other day we talked about it belmont belmont should have been in a tournament they won 26 games they won 26 games the ohio valley conference and they had a great year they got upset in their tournament and they're home and only one other team won 26 games all year and that was gonzaga and those kids belong in the tournament versus teams that lose 13 games, 14 games, go under 500 in their conference. Yeah, they play tough teams, but you know what? You put your head down in that league, you've got to be at least mediocre. To me, mediocre is 500. If you can't be that, you know, you don't belong in over a team that wins 26 games. Dick Vitale here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, again, I mentioned Hall of Fame friend. You went in the Hall uh, in 2008 with, with Ewing, right? He was part of your class, Patrick Ewing, that yeah, year? Yeah, uh, Dick? What a great class. Patrick Ewing, Akeem Olajuwon, Pat Riley, oh, Adrian Dantley, Kathy Rush. It was a terrific class. What if you told that guy who wore those loud suits in Detroit that uh, he'd be a Hall of Famer <laughs> one day with those guys, Dick? What if you told that guy? <laughs> What do you tell? Wow, well, I tell you one thing. What if you told that guy when he got fired, November 8, 1979, <laughs> when I got the Ziggy from the Pistons after like 10 or 12 games my second year? And the owner treated me, I'll tell you, Rich, and I know you're a Michigan guy. He's a, he loved Michigan. Bill Davidson gave millions and millions to the school. And he was terrific to me. <clears throat> he kept saying to me, Dick, you want to get it done in a year or so. It's going to take us five years. We just want you to be patient. Well, I couldn't be patient. I said, I can't take this, man. I can coach till I'm blue in the face. Coach, like you cannot believe we can't beat Kareem in the Lakers. We can't beat Dr. J in six. And my wife kept telling me, Rich, you can't keep telling an owner you can't do this. They're going to eventually fire. And finally, he reached that point. And he told me that. He said, Dick, you're your biggest enemy. And then he didn't want me to leave. He wanted me to be like executive vice president. And so I said, no, I'm out of here, man. I'm out of here. And I was depressed. I was down. And then here comes four magical letters. And when Scotty yeah. <laughs> called me up and he said, I want you to do our first real big basketball game. I told him, I don't want to get in TV. I want to get back to college. Yeah. Lucky for me, he called me back 10 days later. And he says to me, uh, I said, well, by the way, what network are you with? He says, ESPN. And I true the story. I said, ESPN? Sounds like a disease. What the hell is ESPN? 
<laughs> which was born in 1979. So it's amazing how timing right. sometimes works out. I mean, that you're 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 let go by the Pistons in 79. Yes. So with Scotty Collin, who's who's a, an executive of note, certainly that ESPN folks would know. So what was the who was how'd you get started? I mean, and then were you were you the same? person we we see now uh like if we saw your oh, first couple or were you even crazier dick i mean what never was, never changed it? you know rich never changed and I, right. that's, i'm very proud of that you know i see a lot of guys now try to develop shtick on a year and all that stuff oh yeah that's been me just like with berman you know certain guys that's who they are and that's who i was and not, nothing's changed but the guys in detroit that follow me the media guys that when they would see me they would say you're half of what you were when you're here. You were really wacky then. Now you're, you're wacky, but not like that. But no, I, I, you know what really helped me big time, and I didn't realize it. Uh, people, we played your school in Michigan. They were number one in the country. They would one players during the regular season. Because we beat them my first year I was there. We beat them when they had Campanella, Russell, and those great guys. Oh, sure. We beat them, and we couldn't get them on the schedule. I said, Johnny, well, let us play you. We don't want to play anymore. We don't play you. Well, 1977, they couldn't dodge us. We won 21 in a row. We had beaten Marquette, who won the national championship three months, two months after we beat them. We beat them in Milwaukee. We had beaten Arizona. We had beaten Michigan State. We were good, man. I had three NBA players, Tyler Long and Durant. And my kids would come in every day, and they would say, Coach, why can't we play Michigan in number one? We play with them in the summer. We're as good as they are. And I'd get ticked off. I said, man, I don't want to hear that, okay? I can't get them on the schedule. What do you want me to do? Finally, the parents come out, and my sister runs to the office, and he says, you're not going to believe this. Smokey Gadget's running in my office. He says, you're not going to believe this. We get to the Sweet 16. We play Michigan. Oh, my God. It's a quality meeting. We call a meeting. I say, you know, you guys have been moaning and groaning how badly you want to play Michigan. You really want to play? Just get to the Sweet 16. Well, we do. It's my last game I ever coached as a college coach. All of a sudden, NBC decides to televise the game because it's David Goliath, and it's a scenario where, you know, uh, we can't get him on a schedule, the whole bit. So Scotty Connell's there as the head of NBC production, and he comes up to me, and he's with two other guys. The two other guys I was in awe of. I wanted to run over and get an autograph. I'm in my 30s, John Wooden and Kirk Gowdy. I said to the guy, what are they doing here? He said, John Wooden's going to be the analyst tomorrow night. And Kirk Gowdy, he's going to do the play-by-play. And being a big sports fan like I am, Kirk Gowdy, I says, oh, my God, World Series, Super Bowl. I'm getting goosebumps. John Wooden, 10 national titles. So I asked if I could have my team meet them. And could I say a few words to my team about them? They said, sure. So I did like a three-minute speech about greatness and how we use it so often, yeah. and it really doesn't apply. But I said, these two people... They epitomize greatness. And what Emmy Award winner, broadcaster, superstar coach. Little did I know, I get fired by the Pistons, and my phone rings about a week later, and he says, you're not going to remember me, Dick. My name is Scotty Connell. Hey. He said, I was with Kirk Gowdy and John Wooden, and when we left the arena that night, both guys said, I love that guy's spirit and his energy and his passion. I used to think about him on TV. I wrote your name down. Well, I'd just been named the head of all remotes and all, probably coming from NBC to ESPN. And that's how I got hired. Unbelievable, Dick. And I, 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 that's an amazing story. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I, I don't remember what year it was. But, you know, when Stuart Scott and I were doing the late night sports centers, 
um, and we would be coming on or, uh, you know, uh, earlier on in the evening when we were doing like an 11 o'clock show on at, you know, on at 11 after a game like you're calling. And one of the first times we heard you say, you know, hey, Rich Eisen and Stuart Scott coming up next. Stay tuned for SportsCenter. We looked at each other. I forget. I, I, I'll never forget. I, I don't remember. I mean, I couldn't peg the time or, or the year. But we looked at each other kind of like nodding to each other like we made it. That Dick Vitale oh. saying that the two of us are coming up next on SportsCenter. I swear to God, it's a, it's a memory of mine. And oh, it, it could, nice it, you, it, it's a truth. It's a true story, Dick. It's a true story when we well, were like, okay. This is it. We're a team. We're officially a team. I tell you one thing. You mentioned Stewart, and you mentioned I think of John Saunders. I miss those guys so much. Jimmy V. All so many guys are gone. That I'm 81 now, and every day of this year, John Thompson, John Cheney, uh, Eddie Sutton, Lou Henson. These guys I follow like crazy. You get me a little emotional now, man, because when you're 81, every day is like precious to you. And, you know, I always get asked, where do you get your energy? Like this morning I was on sports 7 in the morning, and and some people that saw me, they were just that now breakfast when I just got out. Man, you were like fired up. I said, are you kidding me? I'm talking about something I love, basketball. Are you kidding? That's easy to do. Dick Vitale here on the Rich Eisen Show. And, you know, uh, the conversation we just had about how, you know, the NBA uh, lets you go and then obviously the rest is history in, in broadcasting and you're in the Hall of Fame right now. And, and this has nothing to do with the fact that I'm, I'm a Michigan guy and it's my alma mater or anything like that. But I'm hearing how, you know, Jawan Howard's going to get a lot of NBA bites and certainly big offers and, you know, why wouldn't he take the NBA? And I keep throwing myself, why would he? You know, I, I know Brad Stevens worked out. You know, I know Billy Donovan has clearly worked out to go from college to the NBA. But I, I don't, you know, it just doesn't strike me as, as a, a good move for many coaches that when you could just stay put and build something, certainly when your kids are on I, the roster too. But I, I wonder well, your thoughts I, on I that agree subject. With you, Rich. I agree because you can't change things. But see, I, I like. I thought that I could change everything with the Pistons. You know, you come in, bring some enthusiasm, energy, but you're tied up with contracts and all that. Where in college, you know, you go out and recruit, you know, like go out and get another player. You can do that. And, and I did a thing. It's amazing that you brought this up. I was on today with Jay Williams too mm-hmm. on ESPN, and, and we were on radio and TV. And he asked me about Jawan, and I said, Jawan. And at the end, I said, Jawan, I know you're going to get loads of offers. But you know what? Stay where you're at, man. You're great for that school. It's not like they're not going to pay him. And Jawan has come out, though. He's made it very clear he has plans nowhere to go. Nowhere does he want to go other than be in Ann Arbor. He's got the number one recruiting class next year. I mean, do you think of Mike Krzyzewski or Tom Izzo? Those guys all had offers to go. But they realize where they're at. Like John Calipari, these guys are they have great jobs. And you're not dealing with 100 games a year. You're not dealing with all that contractual situations. You got. But it's up to an individual. I mean, obviously, everybody sure. has different tastes. In my case, I went from making no money to making a few dollars. And your ego, man, 1970, Rich, I'm teaching the sixth grade. And yesterday we celebrated the 50th year of winning back-to-back state championships in Jersey, right? Yeah. So I'm in a sixth grade coaching in high school. And here it is seven years later, I'm coaching in the NBA. <laughs> Unbelievable. And now, again, your your uh, Hall of Fame uh, classmate, Patrick Ewing, has got a 12 seed. Georgetown Hoya, Cinderella story. I was on with Clark Kellogg yesterday. This, you know, I know I know Raleigh Massimino's Villanova team was an eight seed, but there's like a 1985 feel here where he's on the other side 
of the equation. Give me some Cinderella possibilities you think in this this tournament, or you, or do you think it's a one seed chalk scenario over the next three weeks? Well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't chalk. You know, my my final four is basically. I had great respect for the Big Ten, even though Michigan State got beat last night. Should have never lost that game, but you got to credit certainly UCLA. And you know, everybody making a big deal about Izzo yelling at a player, player coming back. That's part of coaching, man. That happens. That happens so often with every great coach. I don't care who they are. They go through that. There's a love affair. In fact, Tom, uh, I actually got a text message from him today. A lot of people don't know something. He's practically raising the kid he was yelled at. His dad, I guess, passed, and his mom had some major issues. He and his assistant, Mike Garland, are practically raising him. So it's like discipline to love, to love. And there's nothing here to that. Got to credit the real story of that game was not that incident. It was the fact to get Jacquez and Juzang of UCLA put 50 points on the board, and Mick Cronin's kids never lost their poise, and they beat Michigan State. And Michigan State didn't have, didn't have a good year. We know that. They had one magical week where that got him in a tournament beating Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio State. But to say in all that, I got the chalk said, I'm going with Gonzaga, I'm going with Michigan, I'm going with Illinois, I'm going with the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Okay. Those are my four. I'm going with Buckeyes to beat Baylor out there in their region. I got Michigan going on, beating Alabama in a real, it's going to be a battle, especially without the kid Livers. But I think Hunter Dickerson could be the difference as a 7-1 post player because Alabama doesn't have that kind of post play on the inside. But saying that, Alabama is very, very good. But I've got Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is going to be the first team since Bobby Knight did it mm-hmm. in 76, go 32-0. and Dick Vitale here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before I let you go, Dick, um, I'd like to introduce you to my social media uh, expert on the show, T.J. Jefferson. <laughs> Uh, the reason why I'm introducing you to him, I'm going to introduce you to a couple of my colleagues here. Uh, but first to TJ, he roots for uh, nine teams. He's from he's from Pennsylvania. He's from Altoona, Pennsylvania. So he's got some hometown teams uh, in the Sixers and the Penguins and Penn State. But he also roots for Florida State and Duke and Georgetown and the Cowboys and the Mets <laughs> and the Clippers and the Sixers. And he has a diehard and he's got a connection to all of them. But we wanted to ask you your thoughts on that sort of sports fandom since you're a Tampa, you're, you know, you're born in Jersey, but you're Tampa. You're all about Tampa now. And, and you know, what are your thoughts on somebody who roots for an insane number of teams? Well, nothing yeah. wrong. As long as he loves sports, that's what he wants to do. That's his hobby. That's his love. Okay. There's nothing wrong. I got my Rays. I got my, uh, I used to be my Yankees. I used to be back to New York Giants. Football used to be the Knicks. Okay. No longer now, man. I'm over here, and I'm loyal to my local clubs. Got my Lightning, we need the Stanley Cup. Yes, you do. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Even my ESPN guys told me I was out of whack. In fact, I was doing a game with my buddy Bob Schusen, and I said, we're going to beat. We're going to beat the Saints. He said, you're out of your mind. They're going to beat them in New Orleans. No way, shape, or form. Then, when they came out and said my VBDI, my Vital Ball Dome Index, tells me we are going to beat. We're going to beat the Packers in Green Bay. And they laughed at me again. And we did it. And then I heard, oh, Pat Mahomes, man, you got no shot. That's blowout city. Oh, really? Oh, really? All I know is that Super Bowl trophies right here in Tampa. And you know what? They're going to even be better next year. 
I think so too. So do you adopt the Raptors because they're playing there now? Does that happen too, Dick? Or no? No, that doesn't happen yet. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure to see where it goes. All right. And before 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 I let you go, um, I know you're up for pretty much anything. I'd like to introduce you to my sound man. He likes to be known as the audio executive. What uh, town in New Jersey are you from, Mike Del Tufo? Livingston. He's from Livingston, New Jersey. You're born in Passaic, right, Dick? Is that your? Is that your? Well, I, I, yeah, but I grew up in Elmwood Park. I grew up in uh, okay. uh, Elmwood Park, New Jersey, which is near Fairlawn in Bergen yep. County. Okay. And then I co- I went live. I know Livingston well because you know I went to Seton Hall. Yep. So uh, I know that that's state. Livingston had some great baseball teams, and that's also where I think I think I may be wrong. Didn't Bob Duquette come from there? Yes. Was he a big star there in Livingston? He is, right? Okay. Yes. And, and the reason, and Mike Del Tufo is also a Seton Hall graduate. Of course. Okay. So it is his birthday today. Would you mind singing happy birthday to Mike Del Tufo? <laughs> Dick Vitale. Hey, I, I got no voice, but happy birthday to Mike. Happy birthday to Mike. Better than that, Mike, if I was on ESPN, I would say, Mike, you're like Rich Eisen. You're awesome, baby, with a capital A. You're like the 3S man. Kate Cunningham, would will be in the tournament. You're the 3S man. Super scintillating sensational. And most of all, baby, I would simply say you're a solid goal like Tom Brady, a PT pair, a prime time performer. Hey, Rich, that's A stuff I gave you right you there. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You are the best, Dick. I love you, Dick Vitale. Thanks for calling. Well, you be well. Enjoy hey, Rich, the tournament. Just tell people to go to DickVitale.com and help me raise money for kids battling cancer. They can make a donation right at DickVitale.com. DickVitale.com to be part of all of your remarkable efforts um, on behalf of uh, all the charitable efforts that you do and your family. DickVitale.com. Thank you, Dickie V. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Enjoy Take the turn. Right back. Thanks, man. You got it. That's Dick Vitale. Everybody, Mike Del That was incredible. Awesome, baby. That was amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Happy birthday, Happy Mike birthday. Del Tufo. Fantastic. You're the 3S, man. <laughs> Fantastic. Doesn't get much no. better than that. Nope. Solid gold like Tom Brady. Well, I mean, he doesn't know. I do. I got Eddie's. He doesn't I got know. By the way, those Eddie's. early Big East games, but, oh, those Georgetown oh, teams please. that I love so much with him, Calling the, I mean, he's uh, part of the Monday. reason. Well, Big Monday. He's the yeah. huge part of the reason that, like, was that huge. love that I had for doing, like, doing it, doing a sports center in the days oh, of Big Monday, man. in between the games when you're either oh, filling best. or after the games was huge. Oh. I remember, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking yeah. about Big Monday when it was Big East, right, followed <laughs> by either Big Twelve or Big Ten. Sometimes they just do Big East back to Big back. E, Big, like. Big East. Big East man, UConn, Syracuse, Georgetown. Pitt. But I got there. I got there in the in 1996. So they were like at the tail end of when it's tail end. Of, I mean, Big, Big East was still very big. Big Monday was huge. Big Monday was huge. Big Monday was absolutely huge. And I, I, I honestly, I, I, I wish I knew the date. It had to have been 97, 98, or whatever. Because Stuart and I would be on in the middle. I've told you this story many times. I'll tell it again here. Stuart and I did not know we were an official team. Like, nobody, you know, and, and I love the fact that people still come up and mention, you know, my Sports Center days, which, by the way, Susie asked me this question just last night. She's like, how long have you been with NFL Network? And, <laughs> you know, and, and so I, I answered 18 years. The answer really was, well, as long as we've been married, but we don't want to go down that road. <laughs> but, no, but... <laughs> 
15 years. Does mom know? Does mom know? No, but she, but she she had a front row seat for all those ESPN years. A front row seat. That's where I met her in the, in the newsroom, and and so, so it, it it's it's just particularly mind blowing to her that we I've been at NFL Network now 11 years longer than I was in my tenure at ESPN. But I, I remember, again, when we started out, people say, hey, yeah, I loved you and Stuart as a team, was my point of this whole thing, is that we were never sat down by management, that you are a team. Dan and Keith are a team. Robin Roberts, Bob Lee, and Charlie Steiner are a team at the 6 o'clock Eastern. Right. Dan and Keith are the team that does most of the 11 o'clocks. And then you and Stuart Rich are the team that will do most of the late-night overnight shows. That never happened. It was literally open up the schedules when we got it once a month for the next month's schedule. Sometimes we didn't get it until literally the day before the next month started, and we're all looking at each other's schedules out yet. So <laughs> the schedules come out, and then it would just be, huh, okay, so I'm doing all the same shows, and who's doing it with me? Ah, oh, it's Stuart. And then we would sit down next to each other and go, oh, you hey. again. You know, like, and then until it was just like one time, we would look at each other. We looked at each other. Like, are we a team? You definitely like, were, we were bro. like, are we a team? Like, is this, is, this, team. is this what's happening here? Yeah. You and are of course, were. neither of us had the gumption to walk into management's office and say, will you just call us a team or, or like, uh, you know, and, some, and promote it or whatever? Because that would be pretty cool for us. And... I remember one time we're coming on after a game. My memory, if again, I don't remember when it was, and I don't know if this is just making it up, but it strikes me it was like a North Carolina game or something like that because it was particularly great for Stewart sitting there. That's my memory. But I definitely remember us looking at each other when Dick Vitale's like, hey, coming up next, it's SportsCenter. And on SportsCenter, <laughs> it's the great team of Stuart Scott and Rich Eisen. I love those guys. They're great. Stay tuned for them. It's amazing. It's going to be awesome. And we looked at each other and we're like, okay. All right, let's go on. Management won't say that we're a team, but if Dick Vitale says it, you're good. We are. You're a team. <laughs> Dickie V, baby. The I mean, best. so cool. All right, when we come back, as we're all in the glow of the NCAA tournament, fresh reminder that deep down, the NCAA sucks <laughs> as an organization. That's coming up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, welcome back here to the Rich Eisen Show. Look, I'm I'm as much of a March Madness person as anybody else. I'm very excited about it. Um, But, you know, the NCAA doing their best to try and put together a bubble. I'm sure it is not easy, and I am going to stop any sort of sounding like anything could remotely sound like an excuse right here and there. Put a pin on that one. I saw this uh, video on my Twitter feed today. It got sent into my Twitter timeline. Sedona Prince is a member of the Oregon Ducks basketball team in um, San Antonio, Texas, as the women's tournament is to tip off this weekend in its own bubble in the state of Texas. And this piece of video that she put on her TikTok page flat out outraged me. Don, if you wouldn't mind rolling it, please go for it. I got something to show y'all. So for the NCAA March Madness, the biggest tournament in college basketball for women, this is our weight room. Let me show y'all the men's weight room. Now when pictures of our weight room got released versus the men's, the NCAA came out with a statement saying that it wasn't money, it was space that was a problem. Let me show y'all something else. Here's our practice court, right? And then here's that weight room. And then here's all this extra space. If you aren't upset about this problem, then you're a part of it. Well, we don't want to be a part of it. I'm upset about it. I'm outraged by it. And for those who might be listening on the radio, um, uh, the weight room is what she was referring to in quotes. It was, what would you say, a stack of uh, dumbbells that was... You know, for for uh, essentially curling, that would be anywhere between five, weighing maybe, about maybe five t- pounds yeah, right. to Two about what, max to, to what, like twenty five, yeah, twenty five, thirty pounds. It was like a pir- it's like yeah. a pyramid that yeah. that you could, if you, it, it, it certainly would fit in the wingspan of uh, a a, a five year old, right? If it's like what you'd see at a this small 12, hotel 12 gym, way. I mean, you know, but but a small hotel gym has more than just even this. That's that's right. all they had there. Exactly. Yeah. And then the space that they had for outside on the other side of the court was as large as the weight room that is filled with all sorts of equipment, the men's room, the men's weight room, which is in Indiana. And I saw the responses because it's on her TikTok. I'm sure she had somebody send her the video of what the men's weight room looks like in this huge convention space to sit here and say, that there's no space, and then she shows the actual space that could be filled up with the weights. And to say there's no space and say the state of Texas, when you can refer to anything in the lexicon of our English language and any sort of reference to anything that has a huge amount of space, you just fill in fill in the blank is the size of Texas. That's how you refer to something. It's so large, it's the size of Texas. There's so much space, it's the size of Texas. You have Texas. It's just outrageous. Now then, Lynn Holzman, who is the VP of women's basketball of the NCAA tournament, apologized. Whoever said it's a space problem needs to have their space in between their temples examined. 
She says, Lynn, Lynn Holdsman, that uh, the VP of women's basketball, that, you know, uh, it's a mistake. It will be re- rectified by Saturday. I hope I do see on either Sedona's uh, social media or anyone else's what the fix is. I'd love to see it. If it yeah. doesn't look anything like the men's facility, <laughs> like- uh, it's an outrage. And I don't care that the women's tournament doesn't have the same type of revenue accrual as the men's tournament. I do not care. I do not care. Ask anybody who is the parent of a daughter about the importance of equating the men's and women's tournament. Ask anybody who's had a daughter make it to this level, how hard they have to work, what they have to do to get recruited and make it there, and that their bodies are just as much of a temple as a man's. I don't care. You know what? It really came home to roost to me yesterday. We're filling out the brackets for all of us here on the show, and my kids really want to beat your guys' asses. They really want to do it <laughs> like, in the worst way. They're so into it. And so yeah. Taylor, my seven-year-old daughter, she sits down. It's the first time she makes out a bracket because she sees her brothers doing it. She right. wants to be part of what daddy's up yeah. to, and I want her to be part of it too. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She sits down. You know what's the first thing she says to me? What about the girls' bracket, Dad? And I, she stopped me dead in my tracks. And I'm like, okay, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to get her brother's. Dad's going to sit down tomorrow. We're not going to make it part of this thing. It's going to be its separate own right. special thing. We're going to do a women's bracket. Love that. We're going to sit down, and we may not know who's going to win this or who's going to win that, but it's going to be just as damn special in my household. My daughter's not going to feel less than in any way, shape, or form, nor should anybody's daughter. Boy, I was pissed when I saw that today. And she also posted something, Rich, about the swag bag that the the girls get as opposed to what the boys get and it the it's discrepancy is unbelievable I mean, come on there's enough money we're we're literally swimming in this these dollars and cents and the sponsors whoever sponsors these the when the women's tournament they they right. they, they want that to be out there yes come on step your game outfit it somebody should step this up right now so we're not we don't want to be part of the problem let's be part of the solution bring a spotlight to it and fix it Martin Freeman's coming up. I'm a big fan of this man's work. Hour number three from Black Panther, the British office, and his new show on FX. 